Welcome to the Spice of Life podcast, featuring Tanner Wilshaw and Luke Spicer. Two talented fighters discussing life, fighting, work, family, balance, and everything in between. Tune in weekly for your fill of laughs. Now, here's your hosts, Tanner Wilshaw and Luke Spicer. In the blue corner, standing 5'11", and weighing in at 169 pounds, he is from Arendir, Alberta. He is representing Team Caution. He is making his professional debut tonight. Welcome, Ryan Mahan. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Spice Life Podcast. Today, we've got the, the strangler, Ryan Mahan, on. Havoc. <laughs> Havoc's uh, co-promoter um, wasn't here on the last show when we had uh, Jesse Fox, and now this episode Jesse's not here. You guys are like quite the team. Uh, Jesse's a bomb. On his best day. <laughs> <laughs> I was worried we'd have to make fun of him. Mind you, he made fun of you, I think, on the show too, didn't he? Yeah, I think he called him a fat piece of shit or something like that. That was you. Oh yeah, that was me. You guys should fight. <laughs> Hey Ryan, well thanks for coming on the show. We uh, we got a lot to talk about today. I appreciate you having me. I don't know where we should start. Well, we could start with Darren Cliff. That was good. Yeah. So you and you and Darren are both promoters here in Alberta. Um, Darren came on the show a couple weeks back, hyping up his fight that's this weekend. It's this weekend, right? Up in Grand Prairie. Yeah. But he's hyping up all the uh, all the opponents, and uh, you guys got in a little bit of a Facebook back and forth battle darren talked a little bit more uh on the podcast did you have a chance to listen to our podcast with darren yeah i did i downloaded last night and listened to it so oh i knew exactly what to talk about okay okay <laughs> so i mean facebook's one thing and, and darren's some stuff but i mean you guys have had a relationship for quite a while right like you you've known darren for quite a bit of time haven't you yeah i fought on his second show he, darren's a great guy yeah. he runs a good promotion um i have nothing against him and I'm glad he's, you know, the more shows in Alberta, the better. Exactly. Give, and that's what, give fighters a chance to fight. And he kind of said the same thing. I mean, that's the thing. And, and, and controversy sells fights, I guess, sometimes. So he's, so he's hyping it up. But it sounds like maybe you might have uh, got that fight you want. Or what's happening there? You had, you had commented that you'd fight Matt McGrath and then, uh, or Chris Baker. Sorry, right? Matt Baker. Matt Baker. Matt Baker. What am I doing? And um, uh, then that, that whole feed kind of died off because he offered you a different fight on that on that Facebook feed and you didn't you didn't reply but now you guys have talked in a, a little bit or I know he commented on our Facebook page about uh, fighting yeah he uh, he messaged me and said what would it take to get you in the cage against Baker I said uh, message my manager and we'll let's get it going and I text Matt my manager and said uh, Darren Cliff will be texting you about uh, fighting Matt Baker on one of his next shows and then uh, Matt texts me back a week later and says, I haven't heard nothing from Darren Cliff. Should I text him? So talk about crickets, Darren. <laughs> but did he not put on Facebook today that he wants that fight? Yeah, he commented on our post, uh, said, does Ryan Mahan still want to fight with Matt Baker at 185 pounds now that he knows he's a 185-pounder? Yeah. Well, I guess the, the thing is that I guess I should – explain a little bit better i started my career off at 155 18 fights at 55 i always cut from 180 down to 55 made weight no problem as i got older wasn't as easy making weight and even now 
oh, well, I'll walk around at 185 to try and cut to 170. It'll take me eight hours to make weight. I just can't cut weight like I used to. Well, how so, old are you now? 34. Yeah. Well, 33, 33 for another couple months. <laughs> but it's not as easy as it once was. So for me to make 170, man, it's got to be a big payday and a big fight. And to rematch Matt McGrath isn't really something I'm interested in. And I'm interested in fighting. You know, I only got a couple fights left in me. Yeah. I want to fight big name guys. So I'm supposed to fight Joe Riggs coming up in June. So I wanted to warm up fight at 185. And that's why I seen Darren Post. Hey, who will challenge Matt Baker for the belt? I said, here's your guy. I'm in. Send me a contract. I'll fight him. Makes sense, though. Yeah, I mean, if I'm going to fight at 170 again... It's going to be for a big promotion and a big fight. I'll, Bellator calls, they need 170. Hey, I'll, I'll make the trip down. But to fight local guys, I'm not into fighting guys that are local at 170. It doesn't make sense for me to put my body through that. i got 37 fights. That's how many times I've cut weight. That doesn't include all the times I've cut weight and they've canceled the fight. Yeah. Three times I'm in the back warming up after cutting weight. And the commission comes in and tells me the fight's canceled. Missing meds, stuff like that. I'm walking to the cage two years ago in August in Calgary at the Corral. I'm walking. I'm ready to go out. Commission comes and says the fight's off. You know, Who the fuck was that against? Colin, Colin Ruder. Yeah. Yeah. Cut weight, made 170, weighed in, drank eight. Next day, I'm in the back. I'm warming up. It's The fight's going on before my fight. I'm standing there with the commission, ready to go out. And then the head commission comes and says, fight's off. Colin's got missing meds. What? Yeah, like, you couldn't have told me this at weigh-ins. It seems like a like a, a real normal thing around here in Alberta now is, like, Marcus X, a prime example. Yeah. I mean, if you can't get your shit together, don't fight. I get my meds done regardless of when I'm fighting. I get them done every six months. I get my eye exam done once a year. I get my ECG once a year. So if anybody ever calls, says, hey, do you want to fight? I can sign the contract and send my meds same day. Yeah. It's not, oh, I got to, yeah, I'll take the fight. You know, a month later, oh, I'm still working on my meds. I'll get them to you. And that's a week before the fight. You go get your meds. Well, the doctor forgets to put hep C on there or something. And then all of a sudden, fight night comes. You pick up your meds on your way to weigh-ins. Well, you don't have your hep C. Now you can't get it. Fights off. That happened at your last show, too, for Havoc. Yep. You had a couple hep C. Hep C's that didn't come in. Hep B. So when you fight, you need your Hep B antigen, mm-hmm. not your surface or surface mm-hmm. body or oh, yeah, skull. Yeah. So two of the guys had their the surface body and not the antigen. So the doctors won't let you fight. But it turned out they were already done, though. They were so the doctors had to send it, go to whatever their website is, and they could pull it off the website. Oh, mm-hmm. So they did have it done. They just didn't have it. But if they didn't have it done, fights are off, and these guys already cut weight. They already weighed in. Yeah. Now it's fight day, and the fight's off because they didn't have meds. That happened to me on your last show. I went to pick up my stuff, and they didn't have it all done. And I was like, what the heck? Because I've had it for like three weeks. They're like, well, it's not back, and blah, blah, blah. I was like, I need this today. Like, And I kind of remember what we were doing. It was like two days before the show, and it should have been done. And I was like, I don't understand. And they did the same thing. They were able to talk to the doctor, and then they went on to some website and like downloaded it. And I was like... Why couldn't you just done that before, like, you told me that it wasn't there? Why couldn't you just go on the site and pull it off or whatever? Like, yeah, and that's the stuff. biggest hassle we have putting on fights. And as fighters, when you train for three months 
You put yourself through nothing but shit. For me, I'm driving Edmonton two, three times a week, so I'm out a ton of money. And then I weigh in, I'm ready to go, and missing meds. It is it's bullshit. Mm-hmm. You've had a pretty lucky run, though, with guys paying you for just showing up, too, though, right? Yeah, well... Which is pretty solid. The only promotion that's ever paid me to, like, if that happened, was the Zed promotions. I can't tell you how many other times that I've cut weight and made weight and fighter got detained at the airport or even other promotions. I've shown up This is at the MFC at weigh-ins. They call up. They call my name and they call up this other guy. I'm like, who the fuck is this guy? And I go talk to Mark. I'm like, who the fuck is this? And he's like, your opponent? Yeah, he's like, oh, he's got pretty much the same record. Your original guy pulled out a couple days ago. This is your replacement at weigh-ins. So the guy, he told the guy he's fighting me, but never told me. So I'm going in to weigh in against one guy, and it's a totally different guy, and I've never even heard of him before. And he's like, this is the fucking MFC. You're lucky to be fighting for it. You take the fight or you're done in MMA in Canada. Good luck with that. So that's the type of stuff <laughs> Did you that take happens. that fight? Yeah. And did, did you, you beat win? that guy? Yeah, I won. Yeah. <laughs> but that's the type of stuff that happens. Yeah. <laughs> so the only promotion that's ever paid me is the fight night. Uh, Zed promotions. Everyone else is well, too bad. That guy's got deep pockets. He does. Yeah, and he puts it all out there and he treats the fighters really good. His shows sometimes happen, sometimes don't, but he pays every fighter for everything he said he would. Win and show. Good for it. Is he American? No. No. Born and raised in Medicine Hat, I think. Oh, really? Yeah. You know, I mean, and that's the that's the thing. And some guys go, oh, you know, and they want to talk all this stuff about promoters like that, or then they 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 sell us their stuff. But it's it's good for the fighters. It's good for for coaches and athletes and the fans. I mean, he puts the show together and he does it and he stands behind it, right? Where lots of other guys are, you know, they're doing it and they're well for the love of the game or whatever and all this stuff. It's like, give me a break, man. You're doing it for a business. Like at the end of the day, that's what you're doing. Like, um, and you know, uh they need to make their dollars and cents work and all that stuff right and it's like so then they you know they grind everybody down but we've been talking about this constantly like the the fighters that fight on these shows have to understand that they have a responsibility to help sell these shows whether it's peddling tickets because that's the only way that they can sell sell the show or if they're using their social media and they're selling tickets that way and they're hyping the fight up and they're doing things i mean you know the local people are who are coming to these shows not you know people aren't flying in from out of province and out of country to come watch fights you know unless they know somebody specifically on the show so um it's not it's not bellator the ufc or some you know huge huge event where people are like wow this guy's there i'm flying down to vegas to go watch this card like well that's exactly it and that's right and people argue with me they're like hey can we can you fight on havoc I'm like well no i'm sorry but we have to have the guys that sell the tickets because we're barely staying above water with Havoc. It's, we're doing it because we love doing it and we're trying to build it. But I can't put on guys that think they're worth you know, a fortune. And maybe you are worth that, but you aren't worth that to me. Then that's and that's the key thing, right? And and that is the key. They they're worth the, the the fight. I mean, you know, you fought on your own show before because you know it, it, it's a fight. You can bring somebody in. You can draw some some 
you know, ticket sales and whatever like that, get some people coming down from Edmonton and up from Calgary and things like that because the local community knows who you are. They want to see you fight or whatever like that. But at the same time, it's like, I don't imagine you're getting paid what you'd get paid to go fight somewhere else. I got paid a dollar <laughs> because they wouldn't let you write zero for uh, the commission wouldn't allow zero on a pro fight. So it was a dollar. Really? Yeah. And one dollar. One dollar to fight uh, for the two title fights. Yeah. And, um, what's his name? Wolverine kept my dollar. I fucking hate that guy. <laughs> kept your dollar. Kept my dollar, yeah. But that was the thing. I could sell enough to justify bringing someone in for me. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to fight for free, but I can sell enough tables and tickets to justify bringing in Richie Woodson. And people know who he is because he's fought on the Ultimate Fighter. He's fought in the UFC. He's mm -hmm. fought for Bellator. People know who he is. And then and that's, that's the guys, guys kind of, those are the guys I want to fight. I want to fight guys when you look back when I'm done, say, you know, my last three fights, oh, I beat Cody McKenzie. I fought Joe Riggs. I fought Kendall Grove. I can retire off that. I can be happy with yeah. that. You got some solid wins. And I don't want to fight, you know, these local up-and-comers. Maybe they'll be good. Maybe Makes they won't no be sense. good. But there's no, no sense for me. Doesn't I want to fight guys sense. that I look up to, guys that I've been watching, guys that people... You know, you've you had fight, you fight 37 fights. Well, you you deserve Joe, to do that. Well, exactly. And you find, <laughs> they say you find Joe Riggs. I'm like, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I'm going to train my ass off for this. But then they're like, oh, you're fighting Matt McGrath again? Yeah. Fucking cares. That's pretty shitty, though, like, when it comes to that point where, like, Matt McGrath can fight. Oh, yeah. Kind of. Whether he's humping your leg or doing something. Sure. But he's a champion, and you, you're the best 170-pounder probably in central Alberta. And nobody, like, what's the point? Well, and that's that's the thing that I say is, you know, I'll never criticize how good Matt McGrath's wrestling is, or he's a really great guy. He's a nice guy, but I don't want to be a part of that type of fight. I don't want to fight someone who's just going to try and dive at my legs for five rounds straight. You know, maybe in the future, if I'm, I got nothing on the plate and I want to cut to 170 and it makes sense to me, I'll take it for sure. And you want a real good chance of not getting hurt? Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but for me, I want to fight the last few fights I have against big-name guys. That's it. No, You get no calls from the UFC? No. What? I text Joe Silva every other month. Nothing. Well, he texts me back. He's like, yeah, when we come to Calgary, keep you in, oh, you're, 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 you're in mind in Calgary. They're coming to Edmonton first. Yeah. Well, and that's what I wanted these fights lined up. Fuck's sake. Stay busy. He's like, but don't just sit there and not fight. You got to keep busy. So I just keep keep fighting. I just want, and that's the thing. I want to keep fighting guys that they know who they are. Step up. And Joe Riggs got cut. Well, he won his bare knuckle boxing fight last week. Oh. He's now the champ of whatever it's called in the UK, the bare knuckle boxing fights. Who'd he fight? I'm not sure. Not Bobby Gunn. He doesn't say not Bobby Gunn, though, did he? I'm not that sure. That guy's big, though, isn't he? He's fighting Roy Jones Jr. Is he? Yeah. What, in a bare knuckle or in a boxing match? Boxing match. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah so that he's... guy's like 74 and 0 or something for bare knuckle boxing. A, right? Have you seen him fight? Yeah, I've He's seen a him. bad motherfucker. Yeah, that bare knuckle boxing. That'd be fun to try once. Fuck that. No or way. Just go get in a street fight. Nah, yeah. <laughs> I've, I've had enough guys in the mouth with, with bare hands, man. Your teeth get all. Well, I'm pretty sure they wrap their hands. They got, they yeah. got uh, tape. Yeah, they're wrapped, but they're it's no, not the it's same. bare knuckles. Yeah, for sure. That's terrible. But he won that. He beat Cody McKenzie. 
So he's got cut from your seat and he's won both fights. He's on his way back. So now I want to stop that. I want to try and stop his return and try and get, you know, I'll get maybe get my offer. Mm-hmm. But what what am I going to get fighting, you know, these other guys? Nothing. Yeah. Well, you're going to fight a guy that's, what, 25 years old? Maybe he's a fucking buzzsaw. Yeah. You never know now. Like, but, you know, you talk about you talk about only having a couple more fights and kind of being done. But if you if you got that call to fight in the UFC, then you you turn around and and take a run at it again, or what? I would I would try. They would sign you for three fights right off. Yeah. The top. yeah, and I would I would try for the three fights and see how it goes. But I'm getting old. My body's getting beat up. You know, I took a year off a couple years ago because I was at Walmart. And the cashier said, please insert your card. And I'm staring at the debit machine, and I can't figure out how to put my card in. My brain would not work for me to install it or to insert the chip. And she's like, do you need help, sir? And I look up, and I'm like, I don't know how this machine works. What? And And she took my card and inserted it for me. And for the life of me, I could not make my brain. I couldn't figure out how to make my hands put the card in. I couldn't do it. So I'm like, this is a thankless sport. I've got, at that point, it was like 31 fights. Nobody seems to give a shit. Everybody always criticizes you about something. And here I'm at Santa Walmart, and I can't even figure out how to put my card in. Mm-hmm. For what? What do you get out of this? At the end of the day, nothing. I've made no money at this. Barely cover my training. And what, what do you end up with? Brain trauma. Yeah, I'm going to be in a walk, walker by the time I'm 40. Real good stories you can't remember. Exactly. Everybody's <laughs> oh, great. Like, hey, you're... Just what I need to hear is I'm selling everything so I can go back and fight full-time for the next few years. So you're off the show. We're done. He wouldn't have done it, shows it. Like, you wouldn't yeah. have done it if you didn't love it. Well, exactly. The, the thing is, like, if you're having fun. Well, and everybody's like, you know, and the thing that bugs me is everybody's like, oh, I won't do it for less than this. I'm like, fuck, I fuck Agent Johnson for 800 bucks. Yeah, that's not enough. <laughs> no, I lost money my first three fights because I had to pay for my CT scan. I had to pay for all my medicals. I had to do all this stuff, and I made 150 bucks to fight. For Mark Pavlich? Yeah. Jesus. 8-0 in the MSC. I was 8-0. Fight. Fought everybody he asked me to. No title. No title fight. You did fight Gavin Neal, who was probably, I don't know, he was one of the tougher guys in MFC at that weight class at that point. Gavin Neal was tough. I beat Gavin Neal up. <laughs> he was one of the toughest guys I've ever seen. He just has this square head, and it doesn't seem to matter how many times you hit him, he's not going to fall down. Nobody's not. I don't think anybody's knocked him knocked him down. I have. Like, <laughs> what, in training? That's in different. training, yeah. Not in a fight. I fought him, and I, my hands hurt when I was done. You can punch him all day long. Yeah. There's one little spot on his head you got to hit, but good, he's good. He is very he good. He was good. He's 270 pounds now. I've seen a picture of him, and I have seen him. I was like, I cannot believe that's the same guy. No. Well, when he was first started kickboxing, he was kickboxing at heavyweight. Yeah, that's how I fought him. We fought at like 200 pounds. Yeah, well, that, and I heard that. 185. He was big, and then he made all the way down to 170, and when I fought him, he was 7-0, and undefeated, just a killer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, ended, I won in like three and a half minutes, and then he was just right there. Nice guy. And he was thanking me for the fight, but he's like, I need a rematch. I was like, sure. It's a, it's a shitty fight to fight that guy. Oh, it is. <laughs> but the thing that worked good for me was the ring is really nice for fighting kickboxers. Yeah. For whatever reason, the ring was really easy for me to fight in. 
I really liked it. Liked it better than the cage? Yeah. Really? Yeah. You have such good takedowns off the cage. And that's... And I think it's because of the ring. Because it's so much harder to take people down in a ring. Yeah. And if you can get that, you can get guys down in the cage. I wouldn't mind a ring so much because there's a corner. Well, that's the thing. It's easier to box guys in too, right? It is, yeah. Um, the cage you can you can get off. That was the problem, not problem, but like in the in all these kickboxing matches, right? And and, and in the cage, and then everybody's circling, and it's harder to trap them anywhere because even you get them in the the corner, it's like it's so open. They just take yeah. one step and they're and they're gone. Like, um, I haven't been in a boxing ring in like ten years, and I'm fighting in one in three weeks, and it's kind of like, oh crap, this is gonna be different. I want to be down there early to play around in that thing. I normally don't go in there, but I'm gonna want to be in there this time. Cause when, when I fought that boxing fight, I guess it was almost two years ago now. That but, long? Yeah, it's been a while. Year and, and a half. Year and a half, baby. He kept that picture up for a long time, then it was two years. <laughs> but it's replaced now with him punching Advin, so it's okay. Yeah, but the boxing ring was so different, I couldn't move my feet. They are so sticky. You're used to, in the cage, you just kind of drag your feet or slide. It's a little and, more squishy, too. Yeah, and then in the boxing ring, you actually had to pick your foot up and move it. It wouldn't, it's too grippy. You can't move. The shoes stick. Yeah. And I, and I, I bought shoes the day before. Never used them. Never. I used them once. I put them on and goofed around in the gym once with the shoes. See, I wear boxing shoes every time I train with Roman, right, when we're boxing because it's like, you know, go buy some boxing shoes and we're in there. But but their their ring, like you've been down the boxing gym, right? Yeah. Their ring is like so soft. And it's like, why is it so soft? So you have to work harder. I'm like, this is bullshit. Like, it's hard. Yeah, it sucks. Yeah. Well, that's the thing when you're going to either, if you're kickboxing in it or boxing in it, you need to train in it. I didn't, I kind of took it for granted. I'm like, fuck, I don't care. It's Matt Krakow, what's he going to do? Like, well, my opinion, right? Punch your face off. Yeah, I was like, who cares? I don't care. So I didn't train for it. I'm not making excuses. I trained twice for that fight. We sparred one time for that fight. Yeah, I was like, who cares? I was busy trying to put on Havoc. I didn't have time to train. I wanted to pull out, but I'm like, I can't do that to Mike. I have no excuses. I'm not hurt. I'm not injured. I'm just not training. And took the fight. You know, hats off to Matt. He beat me. He out-cardioed me, but fuck. He punches like a bitch. Couldn't hurt, couldn't hurt me. Like, what are you going to do? And then did he, he knock you down, Ryan? No, he no, did he not. Slipped. Huh? I thought he knocked you down. No, no he tripped. Twice. Fuck that. <laughs> so, and then, you know, and I like Matt. He's a good guy. He told me he hit hard. No? No, he doesn't oh. hit hard. Oh, I hit hard. I hit hard, Krako. You better watch out. <laughs> <laughs> and then, so then he challenged me to an MMA fight. I was like, buddy, you're fucking out of your league. You beat me in boxing when I was out of shape. You couldn't even knock me down or hurt me in a boxing fight when my hands are down here and I'm just letting you punch me in the face because I can't hold my hands up because so I'm so tired. What are you going to do to me in an MMA fight? I'm going to murder you. Just so you know that. And then it comes up. Here, there's March 17th. Let's take the fight. Oh, no, sorry. I'm not interested. Let's fight in June. I'm like, you're fighting Luke in June. Did he take that fight? Against Luke? They said they did. Idiot. He said, he's, I talked to him on the phone last night. He said he, he's going to take it. We'll talk about it when we interview him later for that Dakota episode. Yeah, all I'm saying is, don't yeah. call me out if you're not going to take the fight. Yeah. Like, fighting at Havoc, I like fighting at home. But it's so much stress I hate trying to, you know, you find it home, you're dealing with tickets. Well, now I'm dealing with the show. Now everybody's coming to me saying the lights aren't working right. 
uh, my microphone isn't working. Where do I do this? Oh, this person took my spot for the for the the booth. I got people coming up to me the whole show about tables, tickets, everything that's not working on the venue. On top of the natural stress of fighting, it is a huge hassle. So I'd rather fight. If you want to fight, I'll fight you on any other promotion. I'm the middleweight champ at Fight Night. Come, come try and take my belt there. If that's what you're looking for is a belt, try and take my belt for Fight Night. So is the 170 belt up for grabs in Havoc now then? It, I, yeah, I'm not interested really in, you know, in, it's too much hassle for me to try Doesn't and fight make on sense. show. Yeah, so if a big fight came up where we could get the guy reasonable for Havoc to bring in, I would take it. But that doesn't have to be a title fight. Like I would rather see these up-and-coming guys at 170 fight for the belt for Havoc than me sit on it for two and a half years and then take a fight. It doesn't make sense. I'd rather see these guys like Austin Ryan who keep defending it. Yeah. Like that that makes sense. These guys that, you know, 6-0 and want to make the UFC, we'll, we'll give you the title fight. You keep fighting for it. Makes sense. Yeah, and get a little bit more stuff, and then yeah. and then uh, and you don't care. Your your guys that are well, who's got belts for you, Grayson, uh, awesome. Austin. Does Chris Chapman have something in there? Yeah, amateur, am- amateur. Yeah, belt. but he's busted his hand. Or and then and then who else? That's, That's it. it. It's two champions. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody else kind of doesn't really, you know, really want to, and we haven't really had consistent fighters either. We'll have you know you'll have one guy one seventy or even one eighty five. Win one, lose one, win one, lose one. We haven't had the consistency of a guy that comes in and wins three or four in a row and deserves it. We haven't had that consistency yet for any other weight classes. You got Austin Ryan, who, who's fighting this weekend against a guy that I offered for Havoc in December. You talk about fight stealing, Darren. <laughs> they were supposed to fight on Havoc. For uh, 135? Yeah. 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 And then Austin couldn't commit, and I said, well, how about June? And he said, yeah, that should work. And then all of a sudden they're fighting for Darren. So don't go talk about fight stealing when you're stealing my fights, bud. (laughs) (laughs) Do you have any fights lined up other than Luke's for the June card? We've got ideas. Yeah. But nobody that's... I wanted Steve Roy to fight you. He's a bitch. He won't fight me. No. I've tried. Yeah, I've tried to add him on Facebook. I've sent him messages. said, fuck you. Let's go. Nothing. No, he won't commit to it. So Fucking pussy. So, so we're trying to... Then you've never even fought. You're 0-0. <laughs> no, 0-0-1. That's never going to get old till he gets back in there. Like well, That whole thing from um, that the, guy that we won't mention because we don't want to give him any credit. Michael Imperato? Nah, I'm just kidding. Yeah, if that, that was fucking funny. bitch wants to fight, I'll fight him. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Imperato? I'll fight him. He said you he'd know, fight a heavyweight at a catchweight. Oh, fuck that guy. I won't do nothing. He'll run his mouth forever, and then when it comes time to it, he'll just pull a knife at weigh-ins on someone. <laughs> what? Did that happen? Well, allegedly at one of the PFC weigh-ins, really? the Davis brothers got in a fight and somebody said they pulled a, his crew pulled a knife. Oh, our version of the fucking Diaz brothers? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, the Davis brothers are the Diaz brothers? Yeah. Yeah, they are. Yeah, here they are. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. funny. But, I mean, he, he goes on Darren's post said, there's a time and place for everything. This isn't really a public, or you should keep this to yourself. Yeah. He posts that on Facebook. Like, that was on my post. Yeah. Like, you were just on fucking TV calling people... The you know, N-word. Yeah. Like, and and The gay. most racist guy <laughs> and, you know, homophobic. You are not one to be posting on there talking about where you should be having these conversations. Literally got a shot in the UFC and got caught 24 hours later for that. Yeah. Well, and I know a few people, and I don't really understand this mentality, but I know 
personally two guys that have been offered shots in the UFC on short notice, and they turned it down because they didn't want to, and then they took another fight and lost and lost their opportunity yeah. to fight. Yeah. And I know two guys have done that. And I'm like, well, Gavin's one of them. Well, that's three now. Oh. Yes. I didn't know Gavin. Who? Gavin. Gavin who? Neil. Offer for what? He got an offer to fight in the UFC um, when they came to, I believe it was Calgary. No. Yeah. He had it all over Facebook years ago, and, and he couldn't... Uh, what what it was though is because he was he was he was heavy hadn't been training for a while and he uh, he didn't the, the weight cut was too drastic he didn't want to make it maybe that's after he left Zuma because he never got one when we were we yeah were I'm not sure I'm sure I I'm sure I remember that night because I was just dumbfounded I was like that's the shot that you you know like that's yeah. shot you always want UFC Vancouver maybe that's what it was I don't know there was the, the two guys that I know were training four fights so they were already in shape. Mm-hmm. And the UFC called and said, hey, in any promotion in Alberta, I don't care who you are, you're going to let. Like, if Austin Ryan's a week from his fight and the UFC calls and says, hey, we need this guy. I'm, well, he's going. Yeah, I'm not going to say, I'm not going to throw a fit. No, you signed a contract, you're not going. Of course you're going to go. It's UFC. Yeah. But these guys said, no, I'm just going to finish this fight. If they want me now, they'll still want me after I win this fight. And they both lost that fight and lost their shots at the UFC. Nick Penner did the same thing, but he won his fight and then went to the UFC. Yeah, because because it was like it was like four days before the fight or something like that. He's like, no, this guy's been training hard. Um, I'm I'm not I'm not that guy. And he fought and he won. I don't know what show it was or who he fought. And then he and then he went to the UFC right after. And they told him they're like, listen, if you fight and you win, the the offer's still there. But if you lose, the offer's gone. Yeah, like man, that's you know, it's like well, how much stress is that? Mm-hmm. That that's rough. So yeah. that's what my man. Is. So when I fought. Um, the fuck, Michael Madrid. My manager called me and said, "I'm not. I didn't want to tell you, but I have to tell you. You win this fight, we have we have a contract with UFC." And it put so much pressure on me that <laughs> I went out and didn't do anything. Yeah. I didn't want to risk getting knocked out. I didn't want to do. So what did I do? Fuck all. I just kind of went out, and I still believe I won that fight, but I didn't have the same finishing drive that I do every other fight like I go and try and finish every yeah. fight and I don't I kind of throw caution in the wind I don't care if you yeah, punch yeah. me I'm going to punch you back twice as hard yeah. Yeah. I don't care if you take me down because I'm going to submit you in that fight I was like I can't let him take me down because I can't be on my back I can't let him hit me so I was you said you second guessed everything yeah and then at the end of the fight I still took him down it's like nine times in the second or in the, in the third in the or no, in the second, I took him down nine times. He just kept standing up. In the third, I took him down, took his back the whole time. The first round was close, and then I lost a split decision. How? Oh, fuck, I don't know. And I even appealed it. The one judge had me win 30-27, and the other two judges had 29-28 for him. And it just crushed me. And that was on a five-fight win streak then. That would have been six. And I lost that, but I still feel I won it. But... They gave me a little loss there, and now I'm on another six fight. So that's 12 fights of one straight in the last five years. And it put so much pressure on me. He didn't tell me that I would have went out and tried to kill him. Why would he tell you that, though? Because he wanted me to win. Oh, fuck off. That's how you lose. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> it's the things like that that you put so much mental pressure on yourself that you just, 
you, you know, know and that's part of like having having the right you know and 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 you know having enough people around you uh, on your team that understand what you need going into a fight or whatever like that like so many times when people have new coaches or other other people as part of their team and it's like they say one thing and it just it can totally derail and you try to be like put it out of your mind and i mean i know that when i came back and you know we were training when we first met and i lost all that weight and i was like i want to fight again but it was like those first few fights i was like man like i was worried like what if i get hurt i'm a dad now i got all this stuff and it was like and then i you know cave and i i, I stopped i stopped fighting after that that win down in lethbridge and then it's like you know because i did i got hurt right nose all busted and i was like oh man i can't afford this and then you know fight cody beat him beat him again fight in december for you guys and then i'm like no all right i'm good i can take a hit i take this and i'm not fighting scared anymore you know but those first couple fights back i was like man what if i get hurt like running through this stuff i'm like at the end of the day it's just a fight you know we, we fight that hard sometimes at the gym well you can walk out your doorstep and slip on ice and hurt yourself i've said that forever yeah hey what's the difference at least when you go into a fight you're prepared for it my only problem is if someone's arm bar me i'm gonna let my fucking arm break i ain't tapping and i've done that that's a problem <laughs> so i'm always worried like if you put me in an arm bar and i can't escape it my arm's breaking because i ain't tapping fuck that don't fuck i don't know i don't think i want a broken arm but well you know because you're always in your head you know when i fought jordan mean i won the first round has back the whole time second round starts he i take him down he reverses me with a kimura and i roll and it was so i was it was so close and I was like, fuck, I'm almost out. And in my head, I'm like, if I tap to this, I'll never know if I could have got And, well, long story short, broke my arm. Couldn't get out. Fuck. But if I would have tapped, I would have always like, man, I'm a bitch. Yeah. It's like, it's like, it's like, um, you know, that was always my fear when I fought in MMA was like, when I kickboxed, I got knocked down quite a few times. And not that it was like, it'd be like, oh yeah, he's got a glass jaw. It was like, well, I know I can take an eight count. So when Buddy tags me three or four like wicked shots, um, I could stand there and take five or six more and maybe fight out of it. Or I could just go down and then get up and take an eight count and then go back. And it's part of the game. I mean, yeah, I know I'm behind now, but I never got knocked out. Like I've only been stopped once in... 35 fights, right? If um, in the MMA fight, but I don't count that because I didn't say I give up or I quit. The ref's like, you know, you're done. I'm like, he hits like a girl. Like, I just yeah. couldn't get out, you know? Um, but, like, you know, that that's part of that, you know, that different rule setting, right? Or like an MMA, I mean, you can't you can't do that. You can't take a knee. Dude will be beating you up when you're laying down then now, right? So it's well, different. That, that's the thing. And then you get these wannabes. Do you remember that guy... McDonald, what was his first name? Um, oh, man. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I yeah, I know exactly who you're talking about. Like, I was supposed to fight him, but yeah. we met him in... in um, the River Cree. The River Cree. We're sitting there, me and my hand, at the MFC, and this guy comes over, and he starts running in his mouth with how tough he is. Now he's going to come to uh, Red Deer to start training at Jay's gym, beating everybody up, 
And uh, Big Roger, um, who, who's from around here, I can't remember Roger's name either. He was helping Jeff with the PFC and stuff. And and he comes over. He's like, "Oh, hey, wow, you guys." Or he goes, "Do you guys know each other?" I'm like, "Nah, man, we just met or whatever like that." Because that was back when I was drinking. I think I was drinking beer yeah. that night. Oh, that was the night I was buying fifty dollar MGDs <laughs> from the from lost, the wages. Lost your shoe, your phone. Your I lose my shoe. I lost my phone and my and my and my wallet. Yeah. Back when Luke was fun. Oh yeah. man, but uh, but this guy. Um, yeah, what the hell is his name, McDonald? That's gonna bug me now. But he he starts running his mouth, and then Roger comes over. He's like, "Oh, hey, you met uh, you met my buddies uh, Luke and Ryan. These are the two guys I was telling you about the train in Red Deer um, at Jay's gym. Like Ryan's a killer, and, and, and Luke can hit, and this and that. And the guy's like, uh, but he was a big dude, a big juice monkey kind of guy or whatever like that. But not that that. Well, matters. he kept saying, "Man, all these fights on this car are just bullshit. All these little guys who can't even fight." Man, wait till I get in there. You don't know what you're, you know, you don't know what you're missing. I'm gonna, I'm a killer. I'm gonna fucking kill everybody. He just kept running his mouth. How he's the greatest fighter that's ever lived. And then he had his girlfriend there. I don't remember her name either. I know her, and I can't. And she was saying, yeah, you better watch out. He's the best guy I've ever seen. And he ends up fighting and just gets his ass whooped. Well, no, they, they like that night too, because that was when Dan Henderson was there and whatever, right? And they're yeah. all talking. And she comes out of nowhere and flying elbow smashes this dude in the face. And they're fighting like right in the middle of the casino. This wasn't Peter Jansen. No, no. <laughs> no. And then, uh, and then yeah, so then he gets signed for the PFC to fight. And uh, Wyatt McDonald. That's, that's it, who yeah. it is. And, uh, and he... He starts shit talking me before the fight because I was gonna fight on the card, but I had some work stuff come up, and I'm like, no, I'm not, I'm not taking the fight. I'll, I'll fight in the in the winter show. And that's what I had said to Jay, and and so I get there and I go over. I'm like, oh man, it's pretty cool you're there. He's like, yeah, thought you were fighting. Looks like you're a bitch or something like that. And I was like, what? I was like, man, I got too much work to do right now. I'm training all the time. I just couldn't commit to fighting. And I was like, you know, but I just came over here to wish you good luck. He's like, yeah, you're gonna see something you've never seen before and all this stuff. And literally, like the the fight starts and he goes running across, but he turns him around, goes bang, and just like unconscious, one punch, one punch him. <laughs> and I was like, yep, never seen that before. And then and then uh, he's supposed to fight me. In uh, in Red Deer, and I didn't want to fight him because I was like, "This is nothing. Like, this is not gonna be good for me." And Jay's like, "Yeah, we got you the fight with Wyatt." Just I was people. like, "Do you want to fight him?" I was like, "Whatever, man. I always said I'll fight anybody if it's the same weight." So, sure, and uh, make weight. We go to weigh-ins, and he's like swearing at me and mad, and I was like, "I'm gonna hurt you." Like, I looked right at him, and I was like, "Tomorrow night," I said, "I'm not gonna go down on the ground." I said, "I'm gonna kick you so many times in your leg, I'm gonna make you quit." Like, you're going to have to say, I give up. And I said, I'm going to embarrass you. And he freaked, and his blood pressure skyrocketed, and he was mad, and he's yelling at me across the thing, I'm going to kill you. I was like, whatever, you idiot. You know, and I left. And um, he never showed up at the venue. <laughs> he, he, that weigh-ins were done. He just disappeared. And I was like, oh. I was literally there really? warming up, and they're like, dude, like you're, you're, uh, I got bad news. I was like, what? They go, he's... He's not coming. I'm like, what do you mean? What do you mean he's not coming? They're like, like he won't leave his room. Like, we actually have to send the police over there to kick him out of the room oh because my. he's he's paid, and so they they left or whatever. And and now and then and then his girlfriend, because I've known her for a long. That was time. an MMA fight. Yeah, yeah. she texted me oh, and why? was like, should have done it. She texted me <laughs> and said something about his like his health was bad and the doctors are pushing him in and like who knows like I mean there's always something but it was like it just. 
like all the stuff leading up to it was just like, oh my goodness. And then yeah, never never heard from him again. Like never saw him again. His spirit off the face here. And that's what bugs me about this sport is all these fucking wannabes. I don't need to pretend I'm tough. I don't know if I'm tough. I don't care. But I'm not scared to get in the cage against anybody. Well, it doesn't matter if you're tough. Well, exactly. But then you go to the bar and they're like, oh, hey. Oh, this one guy. Fuck, I'm in. I'm sitting there. And this guy's running his mouth out. He's, you know, he's got a million street fights. And he's going to make in his debut. He's a pro fighter. And, and I didn't say anything about me. And this was back when I was teaching at Jay's gym. I was taught the, the first class. Yeah. And he's going on about how great a fighter he is and all this stuff. And he's like, yeah, you know Jason McDonald? And I was like, I've heard of him. And he's like, yeah, I teach all his classes. I'm his main training partner and all this stuff. And he's going on. And I was like, cool. And he, these are the guys you meet. And I'm like, you're a fucking idiot. I've been at Jay's gym before, well, the day he opened. But we trained together back before he even had a gym here. I was driving to Edmonton to train at Panthers Gym with him. And then you're meeting these guys out of the bar when you're watching the UFC, and everybody's a tough guy. Yeah. Like, this, this, is the worst, this is the worst sport. You never, you never, you're never watching a hockey game, and the guy goes, yeah, I'm, I'm Sidney Crosby's best friend. We, I taught him everything he knows. Dude, you never see that. I had some guy drunk at the bar talking about fighting back, like, you know, in, in my 20s, and he, he, he told me he was me. I'm not. I'm not even exaggerating. Yeah, cause, cause, uh, like, yeah, and I'm, I went, what? What's your name? And he insisted again. And I was like, it's the only. So I just reached in my pocket and I and I pulled out my ID and I went, why don't you read this? And he, and he read my ID and I was like, you're an idiot. Get out of my face. It's you know? the only sport you could. You used to be able to fake though. Yep. Like. The only guys we used to know was Ken Shamrock and Tito Ortiz and Hoist Gracie. The world's most dangerous man. Yeah, he's a pussy. Well, now you got guys <laughs> out there like wrecking their own ears so they look like they got ears like my hand. Oh, yeah. You know? I can't even get them. I don't want them. I don't want them either, but... Pussy. <laughs> yeah. But, and then that's what once someone said to me and they started training when they first started training and they're like, oh, man, your ears are disgusting. I never want ears like you. And I was like, don't worry, bud, you'll never get them. Mm-hmm. You're a bitch. Don't. I didn't get these ears because I wanted them. I got these ears because I got elbowed in the side of the head. Yeah, it's not attractive. Yeah, I didn't get them. I didn't get them because I was at home rubbing my ear, punching myself in the head. No, I got it because other people kicked me in the head, punched me in the head. I'm surprised Rick Pfeiffer doesn't have cauliflower ears. The amount of times I've grappled with him and just twisted his ears, oh, rub them. Yeah. <laughs> I mount. I get Rick in a crucifix, and I got my elbow on his ear, yeah. just grinding it, trying to mess up his They're ears. They're perfect. Yeah. Fuck. We try. Gingers are tough. Thick skin. <laughs> He's fighting soon too. March, I think. Yeah. Yeah. He signed with uh, Unified. I think he's got a pretty good fight, too. I can't remember. Yeah, Michael Hay. That's a good fight. Yeah, I'm grappling. It's good for Rick, because Rick... Yeah. <laughs> Rick's a grindy guy, and Michael Hay is a grappler. So He's good on the ground. Yeah. Rick's good on the ground. Yeah, Rick is really, like... He's always coming forward, and he's got good takedowns. Yeah. You know, the, the thing that's tough about our gym is you got so many little guys, and then only a couple big guys. Yeah. All the big guys have disappeared. You know, the sport used to be, you know, every single tough guy would come in. I remember when Adam Bodwall came in Pussy. to the gym. And he's like, Hey, isn't got that a fight that you had? Don't you got him and Robin Black fighting on the Havoc show? Yeah, I would like to. We tried to get it. 
And yeah, I, I just don't know if Bodwell will take it. Well, well he'll say he'll take it. He just won't show Robin up. Robin agreed to it. But Bodwell comes in. He's got this fight in two weeks. Shit talking, running in his mouth, saying he's the greatest. He made one, not even round. He made in two and a half minutes in the round. He left throwing up out the back. <laughs> Couldn't do it. Jesus Christ. You got guys like that coming in. You used to have all that. Now MMA is so whittled down because people are starting to realize you can't just show up and fight. I don't give a shit how tough you think you are in the street. You got to train. Well, you got to train. And in the street, you're sucker punching a drunk guy. Yeah. You get in the cage, you're not going to sucker punch me. I know you're going to punch me. Yeah. And I'm not going to fall down. Well, you're ready for it. Yeah. It's not like somebody's going to run up behind you and sock you in the back of the head or something yeah, like that. Yeah, I don't care. And then you meet so many guys. Oh, I'm undefeated on the street. Well, okay. Congrats. Everybody's undefeated on the street if they don't fight. I'm not. You're not undefeated? No. <laughs> no. I've, been, I've been knocked down a couple times on the street. I've probably been knocked down more times on there than the other one. But yeah, yeah kicked yeah. in the face by an Asian. So I walked, I walked out the door to watch my buddy fight, and some dude sucker punched me and just busted my nose. <laughs> like just, It was bad. I felt like I got hit with a two-by-four because, again, I was drunk. You had issues with your nose, huh? No, that was the only time I ever actually... I never had my nose busted until until it got busted training that time. Like, huh. really. I mean, a couple little, little like little cracks, but never bad. I mean, that, that one fight in Lethbridge, it was like... Uh, yeah. That was really <laughs> bad. He's under his eye over here. Oh, it was bad. Jesus. Like, second punch. It was funny, too, because, yeah, like, I felt really good for that fight. And, like, he comes in throwing bombs. I'm moving. I'm, like, hitting him. I'm, like, oh, yeah, I'm going to beat this guy up. Whack! Just nailed. I'm on the ground. And he's pounding on me, and then Ryan's like coaching me to get up the cage, and I'm just like, I just want to lay oh, here for a few minutes. Up? Yeah, yeah. And my dad was there, and then all of a sudden Ryan starts yelling different stuff, and I'm like, Oh, my dad's telling him that I'm like, like just just let Luke recover, and he'll be okay. And so then I, I was able to stay there. I don't know what it was like, well, a minute and a half. Two minutes, he's trying to hit me and pound on me, but he wasn't doing anything. Every time he'd hit me, I'd tie his leg yeah, up with my, my foot. Trying to beat you up. And then, then the ref stood us back up, and he came running in. I front kicked him, and he bent over, and I kneed him in the face, and then I, I broke his forearm, and then I knocked him out with a head kick. Jesus. It was perfect. Yeah. It was good. Yeah. But that's the thing with this sport is there's so many wannabes, and you get really tired of it. You got all these internet warriors copping my news. All you're going to do is shit talk me? Well, I'm going to shit talk you back, and I'm going to write in my name. I'm not scared. Well, that's the problem. Nobody puts their name. Yeah. If you want to shit talk me, like put a face behind it. Yeah. You know, I see on, well, here's Darren Cliff, who says, he comes on here, says he offered me Spencer Jeb. My exact words to him were, and this was back when uh, Mike Hill just got cut from the Ultimate Fighter. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I'd prefer Mike Hill if you can get him because he had the name. And I kept messaging him, and you can look through my thing. And I even screenshot and sent it to him. I've seen that, yeah. And I'm like, Where's, what's Mike Hill doing? Where is this guy? He's yeah. like, oh, he needs more time to train. I'm like, he's fucking three months away. How much time do you need? Jesus. And he won't take it. Then, he, then Darren messaged me, did you talk to your manager? I said, no, I'll call him right now. Call Matt. He's like, yeah, they want you to fight Spencer Jeb. I text Darren back. I'm like, yeah, I'll fight Jeb. No problem. And then Jeb wouldn't take it. So then now you're coming on podcast saying, I wouldn't take it. I said I, I would prefer Mike Hill because he had a name, but Mike Hill's being a bitch. So then, yeah, I'll fight Spencer Jeff. I just wanted to fight. Makes sense. Did Darren Cliff end up challenging you to a grappling match? I don't think so. No? But if he wants to, I'll put a 1,000 on it. Ooh. What's going on? Ryan messaged me yesterday that Mike Davis said that uh, Darren Cliff challenged Mahan to a grappling match. Stupid idea. 
But now Ryan's up the ante and put a thousand bucks on it. So. Where did he? Where did he challenge that? Sure. I, I, I don't I, know. I don't think. I he think did the it Davis show. Bros are just talking and stirring <laughs> the pot. Yeah, if you want, hey, I'll put a G on it. <coughs> Here we go. Bet you a thousand bucks. I can. I can beat you in a grapple match. Is there a time time limit? Oh, whenever he wants. Open weight though, because I'm not dieting and I'm not training for it. Yeah, he's at like 155 pounds. <laughs> Uh, Who, Ryan? No. I don't know. He looks Darren. a little bigger than one. one Darren's, uh, Darren's pretty small. I think yeah. this is probably the first time in my life I'm lighter than you. Could be. <laughs> I don't think I've seen you that big. Well, I mean, the, well, to be honest, the hernia surgery laid yeah. on my yeah. back really. And not, it's my fault because I ate, didn't eat clean either. Yeah. But I was in so much pain. I'm just laying on my back. I didn't realize when they cut all the way up your belly button and up your stomach. You don't realize how much you use your abs. Yeah. Like I got Lori pushing me out of bed because I can't sit up. I'm tr- I'm in the bathroom. I'm on such strong painkillers. Three days. I'm hand on the wall, sitting down, trying to pee. I can't pee because the painkillers are, so, are so strong. I have no feeling in my body. I can't push. I can't do nothing, and I can't force myself to take a piss. Three days. I can't take a piss. You recovered faster than I did. It sucks. From knee surgery, it was fucking yeah. terrible, man. It's been five months. I'm just getting back to the gym now. Should have had a better physiotherapist for that. Shut your fucking shit. <laughs> well, and that's the thing is you don't realize how much, right? So then I'm waiting for two years for the surgery, and it bugs me all the time. It yeah. hurts. And I'm supposed to fight Cody Wilson for hard knocks in October. Um, it was September 29th. They called me, and they said we had, and the fight was October 14th. We said They said, we finally got you a date. October 5th can you be there and I was like yeah I have to be because this hurts it's been two and a half years so then I had to tell I had to pull out which I felt shitty for two weeks before and I had to pull out yeah. well they called Mike Hill to take it and he posts on Facebook looks like uh, I can't remember another Walter White pulls out being a bitch I was like you fucking cunt <laughs> yeah, Mike Hill took that fight, and then the fight didn't happen. Yeah, you've done nothing but dodge me and avoid me <laughs> your entire career. And the, and I have nothing against Mike Hill, but what really rubbed me the wrong way is when he made the Ultimate Fighter. He said he made it because he beat Jason McDonald's top welterweight. And at that, he fought Dusty Dustin something or other, who trained six months, took one fight. Mike Hill beat him, and then he disappeared off the face of the earth. That's who you beat, and you're going to go around telling everybody you beat the top welterweight. Well, I'm standing right here. I'm 8-0 in the MFC at welterweight, and you're running your mouth that you beat the top welterweight, who's 0-1 and disappear off the face of the earth, but you won't fight me. You can avoid me. Go fuck yourself. You're still top-ranked in Canada, right? Yeah. Top five? Well, I'm not sure what I'm at now. It's got to be top five. If you, my last two fights have been at 185. So they started ranking me on oh, in one eighty five, yeah. But I was uh, three on my third on uh, the fight matrix. That's all of Canada, though, right? Like including yeah. UFC fighter. Yeah. Yeah, that was Don't the only Rory ones that were ahead of me was uh, Rory McDonald and no, I was fourth. Rory McDonald, Patrick Cote, no, I was, can't remember, and Jordan uh, Mean. Mean. Not bad three guys to be behind. No, and you know, and I'll keep fighting, but I want to fight big name guys. I don't yeah. want, I don't want to fight your up and coming four and oh, four and one. There's no point to it for me. I, I'm kind of in the same boat, but I don't have the the record to do that. So I, I would rather fight guys that have four or five fights. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing is, you, you get certain guys like um, Matt Crickle called me out 
and the commission won't allow it. You don't have a good enough record to fight me, so you can't call me out. You've almost had 40 fights. Yeah. You've had 12. You know, and I haven't lost in four years. 24 and 9 for a record. And he's a blown up 55er. Yeah, so they won't let it happen anyway, so why you call me out? If Krako beats Luke, I want him next. <laughs> Why are you talking stupid? I just said if. There's a there's a word, two-letter word in there. It's pretty big. If. Oh, man. I, I You know, yeah. I, I got to watch the fight with him and Avin just to see. But, yeah. I, I mean, you know, I, I personally, I only saw a little bit of it. But Advin, Advin didn't fight like Advin. Advin backed up the whole time. I'll tell you right now, I'm not backing up. Well, I don't back up in my fights unless I'm doing Matt it on purpose. Matt goes forward a lot, so you and Matt are going to have to battle it out to see who's going to... He's freaking way bigger than he is. I don't think he gives a fuck. Advin's way bigger than he is. I'm bigger than that. <laughs> <laughs> well, Advin, Advin fought... Well, let's be honest. Advin hadn't fought in... No, no. Two, Not three that's, years? Yeah. Three years? Yeah. So he had a lot of ring rust. Totally. He did really good for yeah. you know, not fighting in three years. His, his punches were crisp. His kicks were crisp. He just wasn't as active as Advin normally is. Well, and yeah. he also, and he also, that was his first, like, because I remember talking to him after. He's like, man, he goes, I, I, I don't want to retire. I want another kickboxing fight. Like, I really liked it. He goes, but I'm, I'm taking, like, he, he took, he took body and, like, shin and leg conditioning for granted, right? Like, yeah. as I know, that's a big thing that MMA guys, they always think, like, ah, you don't need to worry about that. It's like, man, when all you're doing is, because most MMA guys aren't checking kicks, like, you know, they're taking them because you're not really throwing them to like repetitive. You're grabbing the kick and taking them down, right? So when you're sitting there and you're like, oh man, like this starts to suck after a while. And it's like, well, that can change well, a fight. When big you're time. sparring, you have big shin pads on. Shin pads on. Yeah. So if you even check your kick, well, I don't feel it. No. You're not gonna, it doesn't hurt. Which I, that's one thing I do miss training at, a, at, at, at the, like, well, any gym, but we used to wear really skinny shin pads, right? Remember when I first started training and, and you guys were like, what are you doing with those? I'm like, what? How are you going to condition your shin? And Jay's exact words were, I don't need to condition my shins for MMA. I was like, what? Like, he's like, It's kind of true, though. Like, it how, is. Many check, how many kicks are you going to check? No, you're Three? not. And, and so, and I get it, but I mean, my shins haven't like lost their 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 durability or whatever i mean i can still kick and bump in because you kick enough pads and do enough stuff but i do miss that shin on shin conditioning that we used to do sometimes like you know not hard but we do kick sparring with with no no shin pads but you're doing it with other guys that can actually take it so you do it now and it's like guys are going ow ow and then it's like well we can't do that well how are you ever going to toughen it up well, so the rolling pin comes out in mma you you know when i fought william serapai he's a kickboxer but he only threw two kicks, and I checked them both. They never threw them again. Such a fear of getting taken down. Yeah, well, and then there's that for kickboxers, right? They're so scared of getting taken down, they don't really throw them. And then when you're MMA, you kick me and I check it. Hurts too bad. I'm not going to fucking throw it again. Yeah. So you don't have to worry about it. You check the first couple, it's going to hurt you and them, and it's not going to happen again. I'm a dick to an knee check. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's especially in a fight. I'm sticking my knee right in it. No mm. problem. And then when I in, in in fights, when I'm fighting, I only aim for the body. Oh, with kicks? Yeah. Yeah. Elbow's not so bad. No, and I'd rather kick someone in the elbow because it's going to hurt them way more if you're hitting them in the forearms or the elbow than it is if you're hitting them in the leg and checking it. If you do land it, it sucks too. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, and it's a nice big target usually. <laughs> body, right. Like that. That was my problem. The last fight too. It was better than the than the one before, but. 
man, did my feet ever get beat up from like, cause I kicked Cody in the knee. Like he knee checked so many times. Like my feet were just destroyed, you know? And it's like, so I've been really focusing on, on, on getting in deeper with these kicks, this camp and landing with my shin again, like all over the place. So it's, it's been way better. Well, and then that's the thing that you, you don't get as much when you're in the gym training with MMA guys because they're not checking as much. No. So you can, you can throw kicks way outside and still hit where when you're fighting on the kickboxer, well, now they're checking it. They can yeah. see it coming. So yeah. you got to be, you know, you just got to be mentally prepared for that. It's true. That's why I do like going to sometimes on the, uh, like when the um, uh, Adam and, and his brother come in, Isaac. the autumn, Isaac, right? And they're, they're pretty good traditional kind of, Kick, like as far as the Rashido is concerned, like those are the kind of traditional Muay Thai guys. Because even the guys that do check some stuff, like it's like you said, they're all too small. You know what I? You know what pisses me off about kickboxers? <laughs> they bitch about getting shot to the liver. <laughs> you guys are pussies. You can give me a liver shot. When are you coming so, down to the gym, man? You big tough guy. I've been working on that for for sure. You come down. Come down tonight. We'll he see. Was in last week. I got I got dance lessons tonight, bud. Dance lessons. Yep. You're not coming up tonight? <laughs> no, I got dance lessons. Dance lessons. What kind of dancing are you doing? Uh, oh, for, for wedding your wedding? Yeah. Oh, I see. Learn how to dance for the wedding. Just for your one dance? Yeah. Seriously, really? it's a slow dance. What are you guys going to put on some fancy no, it's, moves? No, it's... Uh, well, we were, we're thinking about it, but it turns out... You can't, can't dance. dance. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. I got zero talent when it comes to dancing. I can't even remember three steps, you know, and then to do something fancy, no, I can't do it. But, but I do, do have dance, dance lessons, lessons to learn how to do those three steps, so I don't look like an idiot on the first dance. Oh, so you're gonna do three steps over and over and over again? It'll be like well, a kata, Ryan the hands kata with the wedding yeah, with the suit exactly. on. But I'll be there next week. We're moving the dance lessons to Thursdays. Oh, after next week, so I'll be there next week. Nice, cool. Um, yeah, that da- da- dancing is tough business, man. And I did that prof- like that that celebrity dance thing in town or whatever like that and I had to go dancing every week and do all this stuff like it it was tough like you know not not even just memorizing the all the steps because that was a whole choreographed like two and a half minute you know song um but uh but then um uh you know to see it you know and to go in and then do it and like memorize it all and like go through and it's like holy man and then making sure your arms are in the right place and so, so i mean really it's the same as fighting you got to make sure that things are things are going on the, the difference between dance and fighting is somebody else is hitting you well and then how long did it take you to learn how to fight yeah and oh, then yeah. you're gonna try and learn how to dance it's tough but you gotta do it i gotta look decent when i'm dancing at the wedding but that's the thing so darren offered me wants me to fight Baker in April, I can't. It's April 23rd. I'm in Vegas for the wedding, April 1st to April 7th. So I miss out on the Joe Riggs fight. And then we leave for Hawaii on the 23rd of April until the 1st of May. So, yeah, so I'm out all of April. That's kind of why I wanted, you know, I don't want the fight. I want the fights that are five rounds, that are grindy, that are tough, that make you work. And Matt Baker is that. And he's going to try and punch me. He's going to try and finish me. He's going to try and do all that. That's the fight I want. I don't want Matt McGrath to shoot on my legs, hold me against the cage, and do nothing. I just watched him fight down in uh, Medicine Hat when he fought Ryan Quinn, I believe. And it was the same thing. They are both wrestlers. They just tried to take each other down the whole time. Nobody punched anybody. Nobody did anything. Boring. And everybody's booing. I don't want to be part of a fight where everybody's booing. Yeah. And that's what bugged me about, so fight number two that Darren ever put on, 
He's like, beat Nathan Gunn, we'll give you a title fight. And Nathan Gunn is the toughest fucking guy I've ever fought. He pushed right here, my teeth tingle. Like, I got nerve damage all in my face because he punched me so hard. And I took it because I wanted the title fight. So I took it, ended up winning second round triangle. And then his next show was, I think, December. And then I find out he signed Jared Melkle to fight Jordan Beecroft. I'm like, who the fuck are these two idiots? Never fought for you before, and they're fighting for the title. And he's like, well, neither one of them wanted to fight you, but they said, the, the winner said they'll fight you after. I was like, okay. Well, Milko won. I was like, okay, I'm fighting Milko. He's like, Milko won't take the fight. It's like, that guy is such a bitch. I can't stand this. So then, and he won't fight me, but he'll fight Matt McGrath. So he takes the fight against Matt McGrath. Matt McGrath wins a boring, smothering fight. I'm like, now that's your champ. You brought this guy in. That is your champ now. Now... You have all these people booing in the crowd because it's such a boring fight, and that's your champ. You could have put me against Milko, and I would have tried to knock him out or submit him. Instead, now you got a guy who's your champ who's just going to – and that's one thing Havoc won't do. I will not even risk putting on a boring fighter. So my fans, the Havoc fans, are going to leave with a bad taste in your mouth because that's your main event. Your title fight's the main event, and now they're going to leave early because the fight's so boring you're going to get booed. No, I'll, I'll put Luke and Krako as the main event for Havoc because someone's going to get knocked out or they're going to stand and smash each other for five rounds. Everybody is going to leave thinking, Oh, yeah, it's fuck. five rounds. Oh, man, yeah. better start training. Everybody's going to leave kidding. being like, that was a fuck great night of fights. Because the first fight of the night sets the tone for the night. The last fight is all they're going to remember. Yeah. Right? You, the first fight, if it's a good fight, so we always kind of try and put. The so it's first always fight. been nice having like Grayson and, and La Fantasy and stuff at the end. Kick big off. boys, and <laughs> yeah. they just, and somebody's going to sleep every exactly. time those guys fight. And then, or you put Austin Ryan, <coughs> who is going to come and yeah. bring it every time, no matter what. And everybody's like, and that's what bugs me about you got all these side guys who say, you know, I'm, I've got Austin fighting um, Malcolm, right? And they're like, oh man. Malcolm's too good and people are telling Austin oh Malcolm's too good for you stuff like that I'm like Austin don't listen to these guys these guys are telling you that because they can't beat him or they're scared of him Yeah, don't exactly. ever let somebody tell you who you can and cannot beat if you believe you can beat this guy you're going to beat him if you've got people on the outside saying he's too tough can't do this you're not going to win you're going to self you're going to doubt yourself so we put him against Malcolm Walk, whoops Malcolm and then we put him against Randy Turner Randy Turner is a badass. He's and tough. I really man. respect that guy. A veteran. He's tough as shit. Yeah. And Austin goes out there and puts on the performance of the lifetime. Mm-hmm. He always rises, but that's the type of main event you can do, right? He's yeah. always going to put on a great fight. I think his his fight coming up this weekend is super interesting. Oh, the one that should be on Havoc. Yes. Like, the guy's fight is good. Oh, yeah. Brad Catone is no salt. Yeah. He's a top three. Yeah. 135 pounders? Yeah. And when I was trying to match Brad up for the last show when he fought uh, Patrick Ward, and Patrick Ward is a tough, tough guy. 10 and 2 amateur, and one, he was 1 and 0 pro, but he is tough. And that was a great fight. And Brad's no slouch. When I was trying to match Brad up, everybody said no to him. No, no, no. And I couldn't find him a fight. And finally, Patrick Ward, he fought down in uh, Saskatoon, I think, a month before. And he walked through the guy he fought. And he's like, I'll take it. No problem. I just wanted to make sure I got through that fight without any injuries. Wow. We're up at the hour mark now, anyway. Um, you got a show coming up June 
June 9th. Is it June 9th? Yeah. Fuck. Well, I'm out of town. I thought it was June 3rd. No, June 9th. June 9th. Yeah, I'm the... actually talking to the Westerner because I wanted to get June 3rd. Yeah. So we're just trying to work out. But as it sits right now, it is June 9th. June 9th. Yeah. And who well, so do far... The third. No, I'm all scheduled for the ninth. Third is third is messed up. I'm, a, I'm yeah. So you got that. Luke Spicer, Matt Greco. Yeah. I'll be on the card against somebody I don't yeah. fucking know who. Yeah, I'm trying. Um, I don't know. I who. wanted so Steve Roy was a little bit upset with the way the Grayson fight went with the stuff that happened in the crowd and yeah, stuff. Yeah. So he wanted a rematch. Grayson's getting married. Can't commit to the fight. But we'll fight in December. I said, well, why don't you come fight Tanner because he's a natural 185. Yeah. I said, come fight Tanner. Win or lose, you'll still like we, you can still fight Grayson because that fight should happen again. Yeah. If Grayson will take it, and he then he said, well, he then he first he said sure, and then he messaged me back saying, well, I don't know, Tanner's pretty tough, I don't know if I can risk it and all this stuff. I'm like, the guy's all over one, and I'm a mate. I was like, the thing that bugs me about mate is I don't give a fuck what your kickboxing record is. I don't care what your boxing record is. If you're a better boxer than me, I'm going to take you to the ground. If you're a better grappler than me, I'm going to stand and try to knock you out. That is what MMA is. Yep. It is yeah. trying to find the area you're better than somebody. If you're not better than any in any area of it, well... He's no not better than me in any area it's anyway. No, it's no different than any sport, though, right? If you're kickboxing and your clinch is better, and you, and you're, then you're not going to clinch with the guy. You're going to try to stick and move. It's, it's the same thing. It's just working within the rule confines that you're fighting in and doing the best you, you can. Yeah, you have to know where you're yeah. better. You know, I know... I know if I stick my head in Cody McKenzie's guillotine, he's going to choke me out. So what am I going to do? Not stick my head in his guillotine. Yeah. Like, it's simple as that. So to tell me that Tanner is a really good kickboxer, sure. I know he is. I spar with him. But is he a great wrestler? Is he a great grappler? Take him down find out. Like, don't go saying, no, I won't fight him because he's too good of a kickboxer. But what, you want to put your face in the way of Grayson punching you again? Like, it doesn't <laughs> exactly. make sense. The, the, the logic <laughs> behind it is retarded, right? Yeah. Like, I saw Grayson supposed to fight someone else. Nick, some Nick show Cameron, for, yeah. Hey? Nick Campbell. He pulled out. Oh, where Retired. was that for? Um, Unified. Unified. And then uh, Nick Campbell pulled out. Hey, like, 100% retired. Yeah. Well, yeah, because Grayson put some thing up, whatever. And I was looking at the data, I almost wanted to go... I'll stand up and fight you, but I was just kidding around. I didn't say it though, but yeah, him on yeah. top of you would suck. He's a thing, big right? boy. You're gonna fight Grayson, who who he might not have as technically as good a kickbox, but I can probably guess he hits harder than me. Yeah, I doubt it. He's he's 240 pounds in the cage. He's huge. And he's he's punching guy. you. You're like I just I watched them fight and they're so fucking slow. Oh yeah. Oh my god. But they're hitting hard. Yeah. And that's the thing, right? The heavier weights are way slower, but when, as soon as one of those connects, yeah, you're out. So we're trying to find, long story short, we're trying to find Tanner a fight, but Steve Roy was first offered, but he won't take it, so now we're looking again. Jesse said uh, Trent and Rowell. Yep. Okay, but... Trent, Trent's, Trent's a gamer. He'll show up. He'll show up. And then I want... Wyatt McDonald. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, if Wyatt's listening to this, I got a fight for you, bud. Uh, I want to do I want to do Noah Lee against Austin Ryan. That's a good Ooh, fight. I like that yeah. fight. I think you should try to put Noah Ali versus Michael Imperato. I don't like Michael Imperato enough to bring him home. He's a piece of shit, but that fight was supposed to happen. No, um, Jesse likes Mike, and I always give him, I always give him a hard time. Can you get Arnett on? 
Uh, Arnett's kind of like I like Arnett, but he's priced himself out of our price range. Oh, okay. Like we can't afford him. Yeah. And to bring someone, and he doesn't sell in Red Deer, so he costs a fortune. And to find someone for him to fight is going to cost us a fortune. Yeah. So it just doesn't make sense. You got Austin Ryan. Austin Ryan sells a ton of tickets. He's got a huge fan base, and so does Noah Ali. That's a so good fight. If you guys are listening. I mean, we got a show June uh, 9th. Let's... 135? Yeah. Title fight? Yeah. Woo! Um, Austin said he's not really too interested in going back to 25. It's too hard it's on too him. It's too hard, yeah. yeah. yeah I think he's got a cut coming up on Wednesday, so we're going to see how hard the making 35 is. Well, and that's the thing. He's he's growing. He's working out with Absolute. He's getting bigger. He's getting stronger. We have to delete that now. Way to go. We don't delete our podcast, but we're going to delete that. That's rude. <laughs> but he's working out. He's doing strength and conditioning all the time. He's getting bigger. He is. He's getting stronger. That's rude. <laughs> and uh, he's, he's, he's going to have a hard time making 125 again. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Oh, yeah. yeah. And he is. He's like, there's not much There's there's not much on him that he's going to like lose. I mean, it's a complete water cut for him because yeah. he's, he's leading. That's the lead. thing, right? Well, if, he, when he, if he beats Brad Gatona and, you know, he fights Noah, beats Noah, whatever, he makes the UFC, well, then should probably go with 25 again. That, yeah, he would have to go with the background. Right? But that's the thing is when when you're not making the money, and that's my problem, is I'm not making enough money to justify eating the way I have to eat, the training I'm going to have to do to make 170, it's not worth it for me. I'd rather walk, walk around at 190, cut four pounds, make 185, fight. Look like a Greek god. Body. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> All buttered up. Greek. Isn't that, isn't that Buddha that you're thinking of? <laughs> but I'd rather do that than put my body through it for the money. It's not yeah. worth it at the same time. Like when you're depleting yourself that much, you're taking a toll on your head. That is exactly why I moved to 185. It's because I don't have to cut weight. I'm not going to be retarded at the. That's the thing is, I had, it was a huge eye opener for me when I couldn't figure out how to use my debit card. That I've been cutting too much weight, getting punched in the head, and it's too much brain damage for me. It's easier to diet down. Like that's what I did for Dwayne. I dieted down. I cut five pounds, if that maybe. Yeah, and then, so if you want me to fight 170, I'm going to diet for four months, so I'm walking under 180, and then I'll cut eight pounds, but for me, it's not, it's too much of a commitment. I'm going to diet through golf season? No. Fuck, Fuck that. that. I'm drinking, I'm drinking and golfing. Yeah. So, that's where I'm at. Yeah. There you go. I'm hoping you get some fucking fights, because I like watching you fight, and I'd rather you be in the gym training with us. I'll be back after my dance lessons. It always helps everybody. I, I don't like before I blew Dude, my knee. I'm a professional dancer. I could show you. You're an idiot. Dance. You're not a fucking professional dancer. <laughs> Did you dancer. see that? <laughs> like before I blew my knee, we were training a lot. Yeah. And it helped everybody, myself included. I felt pretty good right before I, my knee got hurt. Yeah, I'll be back full time whether I fight or not. Just I'm going to do the Tuesdays classes yeah. and the Thursday classes. Makes sense. And that's kind of where I'm at. I just want to hit pads, do a little bit of sparring, stay, you know, help the guys out. Yeah. But fuck, I'm too old for wrestling. <laughs> You're not going to train wrestling at all? No. No? No. So if Joe Riggs is listening, I'm not training wrestling for this fight. He's not going to try to take you down anywhere. No. He's just going to stand. And that's what I like about it. He's going to try to knock me out. Yeah. I'm going to try to knock him out. And if he's better than me in the stand-up, I'm just going to take him down and try and submit him. Huh? You know, that's the type of fights I want. Come get in with the big boys, then. Yeah. <laughs> Sweet. All right. Thanks for coming thanks on, for Ryan. Coming on, Ryan. Thanks for having me. Peace. All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in to the episode today with uh, the Sylvan Lake Strangler, Ryan Mahan. 
Uh, we got to thank a few people that helped the show. So we thank uh, Roji at RJ Fight Gear who makes our t-shirts. If you guys want to check out our t-shirts, go over to www.tsolpodcast.com. Go to the TSOL store. Uh, we got to thank Pat Kerr and everybody at One to One Fitness for getting myself and Luke Spicer in, uh, in fight shape. And we have to thank Lenita at Balanced Nutrition. Now, if you guys go over to her Facebook page, it is Balanced Nutrition. Uh, and you, if you want to order some, some food, we have a promo code going on. It's SPICE10. So you get 10% off 10 meals. That's SPICE10. All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in to the show. And uh, we'll, we're coming out with another one on Thursday. It'll be a Dakota episode. So thanks. Peace. Ladies and gentlemen, referee Brian Bernhardt stops this bout at 1 minute 13 seconds of round 3 after Ken Brown taps out due to a triangle choke. The winner of this match is Ryan Mahan!